Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kenei Quarter, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical financial hypnotherapist. Each week, I'll share with you the research I'm uncovering as I chronicle the search for meaning over money. My interviews, tips, and resources will help you determine what you need to get the most out of your practice and your life. Because life is about more than money. It's about meaning. So let's get into today's show. It is really time to talk about investing. I mean, we don't do that a lot here on Money and Meaning podcasts. I think we work a lot more with the emotions around money, the blocks, a lot of strategy as to getting through the blocks, understanding the blocks, identifying them, and setting intentions, also communication. So it's a lot of the, I guess we could say esoteric stuff gets dealt with on the podcast mostly. But I want to talk about investing more so from a entrepreneurs or professionals. When I say professional, like from your a business owners, yes. Entrepreneurs or a business owner's frame of reference when it comes to investing. Of course, we're going to have to address the money cycle. We're going to have to mention the money mentalities because I want you to understand how different money mentalities invest differently. And so not that you're going to stick to your money mentality. Hopefully you're doing the work to transition through it. But for now, you are what you are. If you haven't done this, if you haven't been doing this work, listening to the podcast is one step and then do getting the money mentality, understanding your money mentality is the next step. You can do that when we do our path to prosperity pop-ups, which I don't, by the time you're listening to this, there probably isn't one coming up until June, maybe in May, but that's another step that you can take towards really getting through your money blocks. And then as you get through your money blocks, you want to know what to do with your money. And since April is financial awareness month, you know, it is called financial literacy, but I'm calling it financial awareness. Just want to make that distinction. It's financial awareness month. So let's get aware. Let's dig deeper. Let's answer some questions, which I plan to do the next episode either that or the following episode. So the next, there are two episodes that you're going to get after this. And that is about cryptocurrency. I think it'll be next because a lot of people equate it to investing. I really don't, even though I do, you, I'll explain that I am investing in crypto, but I don't see it as one of my investments. It's weird that I should say that since it's in my IRA and it's a big part of one of my IRAs, huge part of the strategy, but that's not a long-term strategy for me. It's very short-term and just like taking advantage of what's going on. But since I got started, let's go ahead and dive. Let's dive into the Entrepreneur's Guide to Investing in 2021. Let's start with talking about your money cycle. The money cycle is earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money. And grow and protect is all in the investment area. So earning, usually earning can be about investing, but that's really not. When we look at earning, that is your your bread and butter, I guess what people say. You know, that's like the main way that you get income or revenue into your business. And growing is when you take that revenue and you do something with it so that the money is working for you. I see earn as the work that you do for your money and grow is the work that your money does for you. Does that make sense? Okay, good. So then protect is the next area. Now, protect usually is around the strategy. What is your strategy? What is your tax strategy? What is your investment strategy? What is the strategy that you're using in order to keep a certain amount of that money? Because remember, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. But also it's not with investing, you don't always keep it. It can go away. So you want to have an investment strategy that allows you to actually grow your money and not lose it. So you want to look at right now, we're we're looking at growing and protecting 
our money. Now, gifting and enjoying are so important, but just not the topics for today. All right. So that's your money cycle. Now you know what areas we're dipping into. I want to talk a little bit about your money mentality so that you understand based on your money mentality, where your blocks or your challenges might be. So, you know, I always talk about the president has harmony with all the areas of the money cycle. So if you are a president, the only challenge that I see for you right now is really talking about this stuff. You might feel alone. And so you may not have anybody to talk to. And you may also feel like when you try to share it, people don't want to hear it. And if they do want to hear it, they are not even going to execute on what you're telling them. And also you as a president might forget that what it was like before you were a president. So those are some of the challenges as a president. So you're going to listen to this probably with a little bit of judgment because I am talking to people who are not yet presidents. But the reason why, if you are a president, why I want you to continue to listen is because this will be the episode that you'll end up sharing with someone. Yeah, because you might find it difficult to do that and then take the words I'm saying and share them, but also just forward the episode to somebody that you want to encourage on their investment journey. Let's talk about the spender. The spender just doesn't even look at investing. It's not an option. The spender spends. And when they do look at investing, they can be very in and out. And and I would like to say short term because they get nervous about losing their money. The saver is likely to have money invested, but probably just very conservatively. The spender is probably moderate, not necessarily really conservative, not aggressive, probably pretty moderate if they're going to do it. The blamer is not likely to invest, but if they do, they're probably going to be a little risky and it probably isn't going to be their money. It's going to be somebody else's. The enthusiasts, oh yeah, the enthusiasts will get it in. The enthusiast is all about investing. So if you're an enthusiast, this really is the episode for you because I'm going to give you some things that are help you. If you're not savvy or you're still learning about investing, I'll give you a bunch of foundational stuff. But also, I'll help you understand how you can take on the risk without as much risk. I know. Here, here's a better way to say it. How you can get some of the rewards without as much risk. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, about the enthusiasts, you're usually really risky. I'm going to ask you to evaluate that part of you and see if it, when it serves you and when it doesn't. Because I know that it does sometimes. Cool. That moves me to the hero. And the hero can be risky as well, but the hero is usually kind of moderately risky, moderate aggressive. And heroes, my heroes out there, you know, I was a hero. So I, I'm with you. I'm feeling, I'm pounding my chest right now, like, you know, in solidarity with you that I know that you do a good job investing, but a lot of times it's the protecting that you don't do a good job with. So I'm going to ask you to listen to the areas when I talk about protecting and really listen deep and really consider because knowledge is one of the first steps. Like if you just know, you don't have to understand. Insight is not really required for you to heal. Really what's required is the knowledge. I don't even always need you to know where or when it started, but just know that it's there. And that's what hero can, not necessarily that heroes are in denial. It's just that heroes focus goes other places and not on themselves. So heroes, I'm asking you, focus on yourself today as we go through this. All right, cool. So that's my president, my spender, my saver, my blamer, my enthusiast, my hero. And let's go last with the artist. So artists, here you go. Actually listen to this whole episode. <laughs> Yes. I know artists, you can get bored when it comes to this investing stuff and you're like, but guess what? You can be really creative, really creative with investing and it can actually be fun. You can just take it slowly. That's the thing, artists, you don't have to do everything in one day. Take it slowly because what I am giving you, you might want to listen to this episode a couple times 
but it's some foundational things, some things to think about. I'm not about to tell you, do this, do that, do this, do that, step-by-step plan to investing. No, it's a guide, not a plan. Yeah, that's two different things. So I'm just going to tell you, here are the roads that could lead to where you're trying to go. And here are some alternate routes. And here are things you want to think about along the way. Here's the type of vehicle you might want to take for this type of trip. Like those are the things that I'm giving you because a lot of times that's not what's given. A lot of times just strategy or planning is, you know, people get on the the social media and on and on these podcasts and they go straight to the, here, do this. This is what I'm doing. Do You do it. And they don't know your situation. And I don't know your situation either, which is why I have the legalese at the end of this podcast, where it's to say this is, for example, purposes only and entertainment purposes only. So I don't know your situation, but I'm going to tell you how you can take your situation and unpack it and kind of unfold it so that you understand what you are dealing with. Got it? Cool. All right. So let's talk about the areas of investing. The areas of investing. So there's so many. So there are a lot of areas and I'm not even going to try and name them all, but I want you to understand some of your options. Okay. So here are the areas of investing. So you can invest in the stock market, the bond market, the real estate market. You can invest in options, which is similar to the stock market because that is the underlying investment in an option. But options is another way of investing in the stock market rather than buying the stock, what they call long, like actually owning the stock. You can short the stock and trade on whether it's going to go up or down. Then you don't have to necessarily exercise that option. You can jump out of it. You can say, okay, I knew it was going to go up. I take my money and I don't want to own the stock. You can keep your stock, but at least I am jumping in and getting the option to buy it when it goes up at the price that I held it at. That's kind of what you're saying. So that's another way to invest is through options. Commodities is a, is a, but a lot of people don't do commodities unless you have a really savvy investment strategy, a really savvy advisor. You're not going to, you're not likely going to invest in Commodities, most advisors are not licensed to sell them. That comes later, I think. There, we talked about real estate. There's so many different ways of investing in real estate. There is commercial real estate. There is residential real estate. There then there are also real estate investment trusts. And those you can buy on the exchanges as well, more like a stock or probably more like a mutual fund, I think would be the best way or ETF, best way to explain that. There, the other way to invest in real estate is kind of like a co-op or a group. Why is the word escaping me? A syndicate. There we go. A syndicate, a group of people go in to buy a certain thing at once. And usually it's usually, it's like a business. I guess you can see it itself as a business, the real estate itself as the business and people are investing in that business. And a lot of people like this way, the syndicate way, because you don't own it by, you're not in it by yourself. There's somebody else that's usually running it. So it's sort of something you can do to drop your money in and kind of move away. If you have already done your homework and you understand and you like the investment strategy that the manager is using, then and you trust that. So a lot of people like that way. I really like this next one, which is intellectual property. Yeah, like actually trademarking or patent something of yours with your business. You probably, if you watch Shark Tank, you've probably seen this a bunch of times. They don't want to invest in something unless somebody has the intellectual property. Like what about this keeps other people from jumping in. So like for us, we would, we would trademark our breakthrough to prosperity. Like for, let's see, 
I have a, a friend who owns a pillow company, and so she has patent her pillowcase, her specific pillowcase. She has a patent on it, so nobody else can make it exactly the way she does. Now, of course, they can copy it and get close, but they can't make it in anywhere close to. They have to stay far enough away from it so she doesn't sue them. So those are things. So you need to look inside your business to see where you can patent or trademark because that intellectual property can make your business more valuable. The other place that I really like as well is investing in people. And that might be your employees or you might have revenue coming into your business, take that overflow and invest it into another business. This is I do something like this, like I am a founding member of a, of a company called Lamique Beauty, and it's a cosmetic line for women of color. Kim Roxy has been on the show, I think twice now in the past, and I was one of the early investors in that company because I believe in her products. It's clean makeup. It's vegan friendly. It is the only makeup I can wear where I don't have a challenge with my skin as a as a as a, so many things you know i am about health and i talk about money often but health is really my passion like that is and and you think about you don't think about makeup as a health product but everything that you put in your body on your body is a product i can you know that could affect your health and so i'm always thinking about that and i really want this product because there's so many other products out in the world that are not even thinking about women's health. But Lamique Beauty is. And so that's where I put my money. And that kind of leads me to angel investing, which is a little bit different because, well, a lot different, because as an angel investor, you are, when when we did, when you invest in people, like what I did with Kim Roxy, that was me investing in Kim Roxy. So I'm not looking at what she's doing on a day-to-day basis. I just gave her the money and I was like, do your thing. I trust that you will. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I know she'll do her best. And yes, can she come to me for advice as you know, as a board member? Absolutely, sure she can. But I see investing in people as, as more of choosing that person, putting money into them, being there for them if they need you, like a board member. But angel investing usually is you investing in the company because you want a return on that investment based on what this company's philosophy is, this product or this service that this company provides. You can, of course, invest money back into your business. Now, most of you probably are doing that and have done that for a while, but it might be time for you to do something else. I did for a long time. Everything just went back into the business, back into the business, back into the business. But this year, I I got a cryptocurrency trading account for the business. I didn't have, okay, I did that at the end of last year. Let's say that, end of last year. So I didn't have that prior to that. I had it in my personal account because remember, we're talking about your entrepreneur, your business. This is investing for entrepreneurs, meaning, I'm talking about how you can invest using your business money, not when it comes to your personal, because obviously you as a person should have retirement accounts and and accumulation accounts where you're, you're just adding up your money and watching it grow, savings accounts, all of those. This is separate from that. Hopefully you have all of that in place because we're not talking about that today. We're just talking specifically about what you could do with the money in your business as your re- revenue comes in, you take profits. We started, I started a 401k for the business. When I went on payroll, kind of this, it wasn't, I didn't do it because of the payroll, but kind of it was happening at the same time. I was really vigilant about this, not just looking like a a hobby, you know, and it couldn't have been a hobby because I had done it for so long, you know, many years. And as a therapist, sometimes we're kind of loose with our business practices and we're just, we may have a business account, but we're not paying ourselves payroll. And that was what I was doing for the first year. And the second year, I was like, no, can't do this anymore. And I I just paid myself a small salary. And but I was on salary and I paid and I had the 401k. So I have a 
uh, solo 401k, but now we have a team. So, and there's 401k and healthcare. And so the only two full-time employees have to worry about healthcare and, and payroll. And then we have 1099 employees. And then now we're starting to have profits. We didn't always have those. And, you know, I'm always updating you as things go and it goes up and down. But right now, well, at the end of the year, we felt like we needed to invest. Now, the investment I did in Lamique Beauty and in Kim Roxy, that was 2019, actually, almost two years. And so we've been doing this. We just haven't really been chronicling it. And, you know, that is what this podcast is all about, is chronicling the journey as you search for meaning over money. And I talked about those stocks, bonds, and options and commodities and all of that stuff is a little boring. <laughs> Sorry, advisors out there. And why is and part of why I got out of the business, but they're tried and true and they make sense. So you might want to. So I told you all of this so far so that we can go a little deeper into how do you break the money up? And I use a method that I call 4321. And the 4321 is it's a diversification structure, but it's also kind of like a budgeting structure too. Whatever you choose, have a strategy and stick to it. Don't change that strategies midway unless something significantly big, you know, big change happens in your life or your business. And that's when, like, if you get an, you know, come up with some product and you get an influx of money, then you may have to change your your strategy. Or if you all of a sudden maybe you bring on a bunch of employees. Now you have to, you may have to change your strategy, but unless something big happens, just find a strategy and stick to it. Part of the problem is that people don't have a strategy. They're like, Oh, I'll invest in this and I'll invest in that and I'll invest in this. And then they change their mind halfway through. They can't see the plan all the way through because they haven't invested first in the strategy. So you have to commit and invest in the strategy or the structure. And so we use four, three, two, one. So let me explain what that is. 4321 is a budgeting structure, but also a diversification structure. So for budgeting, when I do 4321, I am putting 40% into, let's just say needs. Like this is what the business needs. It absolutely, this has to get paid. 30% into wants. Like, oh, we could upgrade to this software or we could add this retreat on for our group or have a pizza party, you know, whatever. I don't even eat pizza this is, unless it's gluten-free. But but our CTO loves pizza, so you get what I'm saying. Gifts, you know, those things, those fall under the wants. Although we love to have a really tight client experience or customer experience or member experience. And so gifts are a big part, a need for us, especially when we do our private retreats. Our private retreat, you get a bunch of gifts. You probably get like... 10 gifts before you leave the private retreat. And so, although I say gifts are wants for some of our product, gifts really are needs. And so you look at, you have a different budget. For me, you'll determine what are needs for you, what are wants for you. And then we move to that. So four, it stands for 40%. Three stands for 30%. Two stands for 20%. And here, also keep in mind, you can do these two, this four, three, two, one for what's best for you. So I have 40% towards needs, wants, and then 20% towards. So you can decide how you want to structure it. The four, three, two, one for me is needs, wants, it is debt, and then it is investing right now. Now that's going to switch as we get our debt down. Yes, we did take on debt. We don't, we're not debt adverse. We believe that taking on debt is a part of doing business. You definitely want to get it cheap. We didn't always get it cheap. In the beginning, we used credit cards. And then later, we used business loans. And last year, we got PPP. So we are servicing that debt. If it's not forgiven, we're actually working on forgiving it. But until then, we still need to be saving money just in case it's not going to be forgiven. And then we also have, I feel like there's something else. But anyways, what I'm saying is you need to be servicing that debt and you need to have a way to do that. So once that debt is serviced, that 20% can go to investing and then the 10% can go to education or however you want to break it up. 
Hey there, I know you want to become a prosperity pro. And one of the ways to do that is to take our money mentality quiz. Now at Presidential Lifestyle, we call your money personality, your money mentality. And we've learned that your money mentality is your money reality, whether you deserve it or not. Now, in my years of clinical practice, I've found there are seven money mentality types. Do you know your money mentality? Well, you should, because not knowing it could be holding you back from getting to your next level financially. Maybe you're a spender or saver, or you could be an enthusiast or a hero. Now, I know you may not have heard of the last two, but if you take the quiz, you'll find out your money mentality. It's easy, fun, and only takes three minutes because you already know all the answers. Take the money mentality quiz. It'll help you name your money personality so you can tame your thoughts, feelings, and actions around money. So go ahead, take the quiz. The link is in the show notes and you might even want to share it with a friend. But I just feel like 4321 is a really easy way for you to account for everything that you need to do without it being so heavy. Because this is 4321 is for people who don't love budgets, you know, who just want to put money in like, okay, clumps. <laughs> so, some people say buckets, you know, and that's another way to see it. I am so fidgety today. So you just want to have places to put your money. You want to know where the money is going and have it in a structured way that you can easily remember. And I think 4321 is really easy to remember. Take it if, it if it works for you. If it doesn't, leave it. Another way you can use 4321 is on diversity because you need to have a diverse strategy. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know this saying? Yeah, this. I don't know if they were talking about investing, but it is very, very clear that this works in investing. You really want to spread your money out into different asset classes and the assets that we, classes that I talked about earlier. So stocks, bonds, options, commodities, you know, real estate, all of that. And even the intellectual property. Diversify by what's right for you. So for a, a spender, 4321 might mean that 40%. Now let's look at 4321. Four, so you can use the same 4321, but use it like this conservative, moderately conservative, moderately aggressive, and aggressive. So for an enthusiast, four, 40% might be in aggressive. 30% might be in moderately aggressive. 20% might be in moderately conservative. And 10% might be in conservative. However, let's switch that. That's an enthusiast. If we're talking about a saver, then 40% might be in conservative, 30% might be in moderately conservative, 32 might be in moderately aggressive, and 10% might be in aggressive if you are a saver and, and a lot more conservative. So do you see how I'm using 4321? And you can use it however you like, but what I want you to look at is your different asset classes have different risks associated with them. You can ask me questions. I'm, I'm explaining this from a high level because I don't want to get too granular, but I don't want to miss anything. So if there's anything that I'm saying that you want more explanation on, you can totally send an email to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. So let me see if I can stay high level and give you all the details you need without leaving anything out. So you're diversifying. You're diversifying into different asset classes. Each asset class has a certain amount of risk associated with it. Now, you can still break down like stocks are more so known as aggressive or mildly aggressive. However, there are stocks that are a lot less risky. So even though a stock in and of itself or on its face is kind of seen as a risky investment, you can lower the risk by the type of stock that you invest in. 
I don't suggest you do this by yourself unless you do quite a bit of studying first. I suggest that you have an advisor. And let's talk about that for a minute because people don't like advisors right now. Like they have this bad rap, but they are useful. And when I was an advisor, I understood my place in somebody's life. Now, my place is to give you a certain amount of information and I should get paid for that. I should not do that job for free. So a lot of people are saying, well, why why are there fees? Because the person that you are having a conversation with is not doing this for fun. This is their livelihood and they should get paid for that. But nobody is talking about that on podcasts because there's so many there's so many evil advisors and greedy advisors out there that what about all of the hardworking advisors who have genuine uh, hearts and who are helping you think through who have your back and who are there with you as you journey through this this money journey you know they're with you and they and, and they can be very valuable when you need to make decisions especially when you become emotional and you want to abandon the plan the advisor can help you stick to the plan because the plan has already baked in fluctuation. It wasn't like you had this plan that was rosy. Oh, this is best case scenario because who needs to plan for best case scenario? You don't have to because the best thing is going to happen. What you're planning for is worst case scenario. And that's when you need an advisor when the worst thing happens. No, you really don't need an advisor when the market is up, when everything is flowing and you know we're not in a recession. You need an advisor when we in a recession, and that is the time that most people leave their advisors. But you might have a different advisor for your business than you do for your personal, or you have the same advisor. Totally up to you. But it depends because not every advisor is made the same. And many advisors have, I guess you could say, just you know, strengths and challenges, just like any human. Just like any attorney, just like any doctor, just like any engineer, any fashion designer, any coach, any therapist. I specialize in existential hypnotherapy. So if you want gestalt therapy, you wouldn't come to me because I'm not going to do that. So that might help you think about how to choose an advisor, but Don't rule out an advisor. So when should you be investing? Once you are profitable. Some people might say sooner, but that is my idea. That's where I say once you are profitable. Because you can do these investments and you can go outside the business, but if you move too fast, you won't grow the business like you need to. And a lot of that money needs to go back into the business as we talked about earlier. And then when you can start going outside the business is when you become profitable. But of course, becoming profitable, if you watch Shark Tank, is everybody has a different definition as to when you become profitable. And you might see profitable as as long as you can pay all of your bills and, you know, and salaries and all of that stuff and have money left over, even if even if you still have debt on your books. Profitable doesn't mean all your debt is paid off. Now, sometimes people want it to mean all your debt is paid off, but it may not mean that to you. And you decide. It's your business. So remember, you're looking at this from a entrepreneur, from your business owner standpoint, from not your personal. Because you're going to have different styles, likely, whether you are investing in your, your personal account or in your business account probably going to have different strategies and definitely going to have different purposes in your business. You're not planning for retirement in your business. You're not planning for retirement. You are planning. Likely it's that your investments are shorter term. And you're thinking about what you want for the next, let's say five years, maybe even 10 years, but you're not, this is not a 2030 year strategy. And then it's not also, you're not going to take the money the same way you would in a retirement. So the, the investment strategy is completely different. The purpose for the money is completely different. So see it that way. So don't use, this is the bomb. You, you, you know, I always drop you a bomb. So don't use the same strategy for your personal that you would use for your business, period, dot. 
you know how there's one thing that I like, if you don't take anything else away that I've said today, this is that thing. Do something different. Whatever you're doing in your personal, do not do it in your business. It is not the right way. You probably are thinking, well, this is the way I, I invest in my personal. I might as well do the same thing for my business. You might not even be investing in your business. But I'm asking you to consider it. Yeah. So let's see if we can recap real quick. So the, your money cycle right now, all of this was about growing and protecting your money. And based on your money mentality will determine how conservative or aggressive you are. So hopefully you can, if you ha you can go back and rewind and we're not going to go through all the seven money mentalities, but just know that based on your money mentality, you're going to be more conservative, more aggressive. And I'm asking you to see if you can get a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Now that might mean get a little bit more aggressive, go to moderate aggressive. If you're conservative, go to moderate conservative. And if you are typically going to risk, then see if you can dial back that risk just a little bit, especially if it hasn't served you in the past sometimes. So you have all different kinds of ways to invest, stock market, bond market, real estate market, commodities, options. You can invest back into your business, which at this point, hopefully you're going out. You're not doing that anymore. You can invest in people. You can invest in your intellectual property. You can invest in cryptocurrency, which we'll talk more about in the next episode or the one after that. Those are your, and I'm sure there are others, but those are the ones that came to me. So just know that there are a lot of different options for investing and don't feel like you have to get stuck in one area. Now, I'm going to share with you in just a second how I do it, where I, what vehicle I use, and it'll be in the show notes. But before I do that, finish the recap. The 4321 method that I mentioned you can use for your budget, your wants, your needs, your debt, your um, investments, or you can, if you don't have any debt, you can do investments and your education because that's very important. Ed education is another way of growing yourself. It's another investment, it's a different kind of investment, but it's definitely another investment. And, and once you have employees, you're going to want to have that development for them because you don't want them to get stuck where they were when you hired them. Yeah. You all, have you thought about that? And we don't always think about that, especially when our businesses are small. And I feel like I'm growing a, a big, small business. We're probably not going to be a Microsoft or Apple. It's not really my dream. It, that's somebody else's dream. So somebody, if I want to get the, the, I'm going to get the company to a big, small business and, Somebody can buy it from me and take it further, but I have a lifestyle that I want to keep and meaning that I want to have in my life. And it might not mean unless I find the strategy to get presidential lifestyle to a large, <laughs> big business. I don't know if I said that right, but you get what I'm saying. You know, the, 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 the Amazons of the world, which like, again, I don't even know that that's my thing. Right now it's not. I know it's not right now. But you know, I'm not going to say never because I know what I know that life doesn't work like that. So we'll just see what happens. But you have to decide that too. But just see where you are right now. You don't necessarily have to make a decision for how far your company is going to go in the future. If you have awesome good, then that is right for you. No judgment either way. Don't judge those who are not planning because I was listening to a clubhouse one day and this guy, he's on and talking about how he's working to get his, his business to a hundred million and anybody who just wants a lifestyle business is like basically something wrong with them. But if you're just going to build your business to $3 million and pay yourself a certain salary that you know is coming in and you're good with that, that's okay. That is okay. Remember, it's your idea of prosperity and nobody can tell you was right or wrong about that. You decide. Bottom line, you should be taking profits in your business at some point. And what you do with those profits is, you know, going to determine what happens next in your business. And investing can be one of those ways that your money works for you. Because remember, I said, earning is what you do to bring the revenue into your business. Growing is what you do well, what the what you do with your money so that it works for you. Remember, you did the work to get the revenue in. 
You put it in the growth strategy and your money will start doing the work. So you don't have to work as much. I mean, ideally. So you're going to have different styles for your business and your personal account. You're going to have different strategies and you're going to have different purposes. Keep that in mind. Now, I use something called Webull. In the show notes, there'll be a link. And you can use my link to start your investment account. Now, you can use this for both your business and your personal. I have both. I told you I had the personal first and then the the business. And let me just tell you all what all I have so that you can see just how it, I mean, you can do any strategy. It's totally up to you. I just say, don't do it by yourself. Get an advisor. So I have for the business, I have the Webull account and that and the 401k. Those are the business accounts and investments. Outside of that, in my personal, I have a Webull account. I have I have an, an IRAs, two IRAs, because when I was at different companies and working with different things, I had other IRAs and I moved them. I've used Lending Club in the past. I'm not doing that anymore. It was just a strategy short term. And what else have I used in the past? So like your normal brokerage houses, when I was at Morgan Stanley, of course, I had a Morgan Stanley account, but I don't anymore. So I moved that money over. I have, what do we have? We have, of course, we have savings accounts. We have two separate savings accounts because we use one savings is like contingency. If anything happens, if one of us loses our income, we go to that account. And then we have savings like, oh, we want to take a trip or we want to do something really short term, like in the next 90 days. And that's where that money, we have a big purchase coming up. I don't leave a lot of money in my savings account or in my checking account. I feel like the money should be working. So there might be one month of expenses in a savings account, one month of expenses in the checking account. And then the rest of that is going towards investments. And I do use the 4321 in my budgeting. I use 4321 in my investment. Everything that I'm sharing with you is something I do in my life. Now, can I give you all of this and and strategize with you in one podcast episode? Absolutely not, which is why we say that this is for example purposes. This is just to give you a bunch of information so you don't feel like you're alone out there and you don't feel overly judged or something like that. Like, I don't want you to feel like you're in it alone, but I also don't want you to feel like that you're doing the wrong thing. Whatever you're doing, you're probably learning from it and that's okay. Learn from it with just a little bit of money. Oh, I'm glad I said that. That's the last thing I want to show you, share with you. When I started, I didn't start with dumping a bunch of money in, especially in my my business account. I just started small. And I'll tell more about this like when I talk about crypto because crypto was so new. I didn't want to dump a bunch of money in it. Now, there are some people who did, and I, I, had, I have actual clients that did and made a ton more money than I had, but they also had more money than I had to invest and to lose. And so, yeah, that's why our investment strategies were different. Everybody's strategy is different. So don't look at your neighbor and say, oh, what are they doing? Because their strategy is different. What I'm giving you is not, oh, go do what I'm doing step-by-step. That's why I didn't give you my step-by-step. I'm saying, take a look at everything you have and decide what is your style? What is your style of investing? And then once you know your style, then you create a strategy based on your purpose. I need certain money to be around for a long time. So I might be a little bit more aggressive with that money, or I might be a little bit more conservative with that money because I have such a long time horizon. Some people say, oh, I have such a long time horizon. I can be more aggressive. Some people say I have such a long time horizon that I don't want to be aggressive. And I just wanted to be, you know, know I'm getting my 5% or whatever each year. Whatever it works for you, it's your style. Don't let anybody tell you it's wrong. When you do choose your advisor, tell your advisor what your strategy, your style, your purpose is, and then they should be giving you what works in that 
purpose. Now, allow for some correction for them to say, oh, well, if this is your purpose, this won't get you there. Let's do a financial plan to see what tweaks we can make to your strategy to get you there. Use technology. Technology has come such a long way. Just in the years that I became an advisor to the years that I left the industry, such a long way and it's still going, which is why I use Webull. You can find the link in the show notes. And what I like about it, it allows me to invest in crypto and in stocks and in options all in one account. You can't always do that. Not every company, you know, broker dealer is going to let you do that. You don't have a lot of options when it comes to crypto and we will let me definitely make that distinction. Let me make sure I tell you that. But you do have some options, the major ones, the major players in the crypto space. And then you do have a lot of options when it comes to to investing in the market, stock bonds, stocks and bonds and that kind of stuff, ETFs, mutual funds, plenty of options there. You do have options trading in there too, but you probably want to be more savvy for those of you who aren't there yet. That's okay too. I'll wait till you have invested for a couple of years to get into options. So what questions do you have for me? Are you like totally irritated with me right now? Or are you like, oh, thank you so much? Because I know that was a lot of information. It can be a little bit confusing, but we're going to break it down more and more and have more conversations like this. But this is the seed. I'm just dropping the seed, giving you some info and seeing where you can take it from here. It's totally like it's, there there are rules, but you pick the rules that work for you and your strategy and your purpose and your style. Sounds like we have an agreement. Good. Thank you. All right, then, my prosperity pros, go out there and learn some investments. Take the next step. The next step from here, if you haven't taken the money mentality quiz, oh my gosh, take the money mentality quiz. If you haven't taken the path to prosperity, used to be called the embracing wealth. If you haven't done any of that, then you want to be in our list so you know when the next one is coming up. And the way you know that is by taking the money mentality quiz. Make sure you click subscribe. Give us your email and stuff so we can send you an email when I'm doing free financial hypnotherapy. Know that I do free financial hypnotherapy kind of like once a quarter now. I was doing it once a month, but our schedule got really full because new people come in every time we do it. And we can only take so many people each month or each quarter. So just know that I love you. And I mean that. And we're like, we have a strategy for getting everybody who wants to get in, in. And if this isn't for you, guess what? I'm not talking to you. If this isn't for you, then, and and the podcast is as far as you want to go with us then stay here. This is where I want you. I want you to be where you want to be. But if you think, oh, I got to take this further, then take the money mentality quiz. If you think I want to take this even further, then jump in when we do our next pop-up hypnotherapy and then jump in once we open the prosperity club up again and then jump in if you want your private retreat. Go as deep as you want to go. I'm here. So you just tell me how far you want me to go with you. And I'm on this journey with you. All right. Well, that is all. Peace, my prosperos. I will see you next week. Thank you for staying all the way to the end. You are such a prosperity pro. See you sooner. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my prosperity pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, 
we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.